Welcome to the Cricket's Sidecar, where we go a little further into a story of note with the person who wrote it. I am Chris McGinn with the Manchester Cricket, and as always, I'm here with Mark Stoll, our beloved bookshop owner and writer of great things for the Cricket. And once again this week, um, he wrote a delightful piece on bookmarks, which I knew you collected, and on a recent trip, um, I brought you some. and. You brought some here. We're outside today, by the way. If you hear random sounds, Mark and I took it outdoors. We're on a bench under a tree, looking at the ocean. Hi, Mark. Hey, so as in my article, it's sort of like, you know, when uh, Dylan Thomas begins his Child's Christmas in Wales, uh, he says, oh, I reach into the bank of memory and I pull out, you know, and then he talks about Mrs. Brothel or whatever. So that's why I feel like my book collection is, I have like, uh, thing of bookmarks here that, so when I buy books, you know, I'll get them in big lots of eight boxes at a time or whatever, and then when I'm processing them, usually in every lot there's like 10 or 20 bookmarks, and so instead of just like, whatever, I've saved them over the years, and so I literally have thousands of bookmarks just in boxes, like doing nothing, but they're very interesting, so I'm going to reach in and pull one out now, Oh. and I have Commonwealth Books. Okay. Commonwealth Books is owned by my friend Joe Phillips, and his brother is Jay Phillips, who's also a good friend of mine, and um, he has a shop, he's moved it a couple times in Boston, but he has these excellent shops that are like, everything in there is like the standard scholarly work, and uh, really excellent, and he also has a shop, I believe, or co-owns a shop in like um, New Orleans, and now he did something that I wanted to do. He lives in his bookshop. He, uh, he has a, um, this doesn't list it because it's fairly new, but he bought a building in Newport, Rhode Island. And I remember years ago being in Newport and saying, oh, this would be a great place for a bookstore. And he bought that exact building and he lives upstairs. And I was like, how great is that? Oh, yeah. You know? Agreed. Yeah. What's, above, what's above your shop that you need to get a hold of? Is there, is there, is can, there anything above it? No, you no, can uh, not. go up there and have a good view of the fireworks in the summer. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> but perhaps not, Luke. Not yet. All right, I'm going to have to start keeping my eye out here. But that's Commonwealth that's Books. What's next? Mark's pulling out. Ooh, another Oh, one. the bookstore of Lennox, Mass. Oh, it's so, a great looking bookmark, too, with like a little hand drawn book front. Aww, so this, I try to go to Tanglewood once a year, although I don't always get there like an idiot um but i try to go to tanglewood because tanglewood to me like when i was i was saying this the other day when you drive in there's something festive you're going to a concert you're in the parking lot and then when the concert's over and you're going back to your car there's something like summery about that and nice and like the engines are turning on the lights are coming on and people are lumped. people always over picnic Oh, of course. A mistake I, I do not make, but uh, I used to make. Really, I'm, I'm a chronic over-picnicker. It's like, did we even eat anything? Like, we're bringing a whole other picnic out. Yes. And the problem is, the greatest supermarket, Guido's, is right there. And, like, you go to Guido's, and you're like, oh, and it comes to, like, $140, and you're like, oh, my God. And then you go there, and then, you know, of course, you have all this stuff, and you're just like, oh, how many crackers can I eat? Right. So what I do now is don't bring a thing. And they have a beautiful lunch oh. uh, dinner place there where you just like get exactly what get you like need. You're done, All it's right. over. Fair. And the only thing you, and I don't even bring a bottle of wine. 
because they have it right there. Oh, and that so is it's, quite nice. Yeah. So as it's, much as I do love, I love shopping for picnics. Though. But this also, this bookstore, and this bookstore is a new bookstore, but it's excellent. I don't even think it's open all year round. I think it's only the summer. So I was in there and I saw My Struggle by Carlo Vesgard. Oh. <laughs> for I, anyone who doesn't already know this. <laughs> and I read a page of it and I was like, huh, that's a very interesting page. I just flipped to it. This is the first time I heard it because I had heard about it. And it was about, he was at a party for his daughter and he was in the bathroom and he was like washing his hands and drying them on the towel. But it was his thoughts about the party. And I was like, wow, that is really fascinating how intimate and uh, intelligent and everything it is. And so that's my first interaction with my favorite books of all time. Oh, well, that's uh, my struggle. Special. Yes, yes. yes. But that's so it a, happened at the bookstore. And that store is in a nice little downtown area where there's like at least like five or ten good little cafes and restaurants oh. and antique stores and so that whole like block is just like very very nice oh, and lovely. so you go to the bookstore you meet a friend for a drink you go to Tankwood it's, it's perfect it's good times it doesn't get better yeah. all right what's next Mark's looking in his small collection based on his huge collection. oh the book rack uh, where is that it's in Arlington okay it's long gone oh but it was a paperback bookstore, and you would like trade in your books and establish credit. Strangely enough, I never went there. Okay. And yet, but, oh, it came out of a book. Yes. It made it. Let's see what right. else. What other goodies? Ooh, that's like a post. Oh, that's a postcard. Uh, so these are fun. A lot of times people will put postcards or notes in their books, and I'll save those as too. I have, I have hundreds of letters and postcards and personal notes and poetry that people have written. So this says, Dear Renee, went to see the show today and amazed at the range of British photography. Some of the very early 20th century shift. So inspiring. Hope you enjoy. Miss you. And that's from the Tate, which I always would love to go to. And it's an interesting photography. It is actually. Yeah. And you've said that some of the best poetry you've ever read has come out of books you've Yes, because I think when the, uh, I think poetry, uh, when there's an audience of one and you are very intimate with that person, you come up with great poetry because you're not thinking, oh, what's the critic going to think? Or what's the anonymous reader going to think? Or what esteem am I going to get from this? You're right. just like looking for that person's esteem who you know, hopefully very intimately. And so I had come across the most amazing poems oh. in books. I think the world's best poetry is all unknown. It's all, yeah. you know, these little makes notes so and sense. letters. And I was just speaking on a side note with an artist that I'm writing about, and we were talking about how the minute that you're thinking about who you're making art for or even selling it, like it's it's yeah. it's over. So yeah. that is that's that pure experience. It feels so private, though. You sort of, do you ever feel yeah. like I would feel obligated to keep those quite secret? It's it was you know someone maybe didn't know they would ever be read by anyone. Else. Oh, that happens all the time. Where like. A lot of times it will be a dead person and I'll get their books and then there'll be all these inscriptions and poems and things like that to them. And a lot of like gifts uh, to them and I'll get a feel for that person a little bit which is uh, very uh, nice and, and in interesting that's and a cool. unique experience really. Completely. Yeah. That, yes. So my next one right. is the Harvard Bookstore Cafe. Oh yes! Oh what a gem. <laughs> so that was on uh, Newbury Street and that was just 
that was such a great place. That was when Newbury Street was Newbury Street. Oh. That was like very, like when I was in high school, it was like, oh, we're going to Newbury Street. And that was like the heart of it. That was like this great bookstore and then this great cafe with outdoor seating and then indoor seating. And it was never that busy. You would always get a table there, so that whatever, and then you could always, if you didn't, which rarely happened, you could browse around the books, and the book was, books were like really great selection and everything like that, and it was just like, you just felt like, ah, yeah, it's Boston, this is sort of the best of Boston. It you know? sounds awesome. And what happened to it, I think, was, sadly, the Waterstones opened like two blocks away, and then that Waterstones was like one of the best bookstores ever, and so people were just like, well, I'll just go to Waterstones, right. you know, so, but oh, it, it, in its wow. heyday, the Harvard Bookstore <laughs> Cafe was great, and my friend Corbin and I used to always go there, and then we would go to the French library, and they had films in French on Thursday nights, and I didn't speak a word of French, <laughs> didn't, didn't understand any of the movies, but the girls who went to the French movies on Thursday nights were so cute. <laughs> It was like fabulous. <laughs> that is an excellent plan. Well done. And then a lot of times we'd be like, oh, hey, how you doing? You want to go to the Harvard Bookstore Cafe oh, afterwards? Perfect. So we would go before and afterwards. Love it. Love it. That's, so it was that's just such a times. nice uh, thing. All right, what's next? We have oh, Bart's no. Books. I brought that to you from Ohio. Oh. <laughs> Mark just pulled out Bart's Books, an outdoor bookstore in Ojai, California, where my best friend Vanessa lives. And there it is. And what, what quote do we have? There is little in life to equal finding a book long sought and long out of print mm. by Dr. Maya Patel. Well, look at that. Look at that. That's crazy. What luck. Let's see what else comes out. Oh, Waterstones. <laughs> Look at, this is kind of getting a little nutty here. So there's Waterstones. So this is from the Waterstones in Bath, England. Okay. So someone must have bought the book there. But anyways, I started my book selling career at a Waterstones. Really? Yes. Tell the... us that. Story. <laughs> so I was a um, journalist, the world's worst journalist. And uh, <laughs> decided to... Um, no, I'm all about fiction. Um, <laughs> well, journalism these days is pretty much all fiction. Oh, but, we have um, a train coming through just in case anybody didn't hear that. <laughs> just a little ambiance. Okay. But, um, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to open a bookstore, but I need to work in a bookstore first. Mm. So then I went to the Waterstones in Burlington Mall. And um, the woman there, Allison Hill, who is now the head of the American Booksellers Association. Oh. She hired me, and she also was super great because she let me make my own schedule. So I could go to book sales and auctions and things like that and build up my inventory for my first bookstore. Oh, that's very cool. But it was a, it was a great experience. I always loved Waterstones. All right. Ooh, that's another beautiful one. So I have no idea. A. Horwitz and Sons, what Very Best is. Wishes, December 1981. Well, they have good taste anyhow. Yeah. All right, cool the bookmark, not a bookstore. But a lot of, lot of bookmarks are like from non-book institutions and things like that that are kind of cool. I always keep special like letters or things people have written to me, like you find in yeah. my books. My dad always keeps, I always leave these little notes around the house and he uses those as bookmarks. 
Oh, the Four Seasons Resort in Jackson Hole. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, have you been or is this no? Not? This yeah, is just I wish someone I went been. there this and uh, they uh, brought back a book. Nice. Let's see what All this right. is. What's the next one? Oh, this is a bookmark promoting a book. Okay. So a lot of times when you go to a book reading or a book signing, they'll have bookmarks specially made for the book, and when you get the book signed, it comes with the bookmark, and they're hoping that it just like goes out into the world and promotes the book. And this is about Lost Wonderland, which was, I guess, an amusement park in Revere that um, was a big success when it first started and then faded into the wilderness. Oh. They wrote a book about it. Ah, Snug oh. Harbor Books in uh, Wells, Maine. Have you been? I it's never went. Name. I never went to that bookstore. Wells, Maine used to be probably about 20, 40 to twenty to forty years ago. Used to have five or six or seven bookstores all in the small town of Wells, Maine, and now they are down to one, which is going out of business. Or now they have two. One guy, one guy is selling out of his house, military guy. And then there's one general bookstore, and that just got purchased. And I guess it's going to be knocked down like uh, nine months from now. But it's just like Wells used to be a place where you could go from six or seven bookstores, from bookstore to bookstore, all used bookstores. Oh. And it was like a, quite a place. And apparently you could go to Snug Harbor Books on Route 1 in Wells and meet Gary and Karen Austin. <laughs> You know, if I, this is sort of a downer, but I did note that in your article, you know, I think at least two of the places you spoke of, the five, had closed. Yes. You know, I'm noticing that, unfortunately, our, our beloved bookstores aren't all surviving. Yes. Except for Manchester by the front. Well, bookmarks are sort of fading as, I mean, you get the, most of the bookmarks you get now are, are Amazon's own bookmark. You know, when you order a book from Amazon, they put in the Amazon bookmark. That's the main bookmark that's, that's around just, today. No, my yeah. old, my only two bookmarks that I have are from Manchester by the by the book, or um, book, book the bookshop of Beverly Farm. She always puts a lovely bookmark in, and you had someone illustrating bookmarks for you for a while. Yes, you need to bring it back. I know. I, I know. Ordered them. I have them. All right, let's do a couple more. I have a lot of multiple bookmarks because I saved them all. Ah, so uh, Prince Books and Coffee House in Norfolk, Virginia. Ooh. Looks like a good place, but it had gone out of business. I, I worked in Norfolk, Virginia for six months. My last stop on my journalism career when I decided uh, uh, one, I was an editorial writer and I decided one day I was like, no, journalism's not for me. I want to open up a bookstore, but this book this, so this is pre-1992. Oh, wow. And so they had not existed because I went to all the bookstores in... Oh, no, I did go here. Hold up. I did, I, I did go here. I did go here when they first opened and they didn't have many books. Oh. Because I didn't think that, I don't think they could afford that many books. And so okay. you went there. But I do remember getting a couple books there and it was a really nice place. And they had a cafe too that didn't have much stuff. It had like... You could just like get coffee and there was like one muffin and they sold like that scarcity. muffin and that was out. And it was just like, oh, but right near there, right near this books and coffee house 
was this strange little barbecue place that had the best barbecue sandwiches you could imagine. Oh. And right next to them was a little video arcade. And so on my lunch from the newspaper, I would go and get a barbecue sandwich and then I would play Galaga. I remember is, Galaga. Which is the best video game because for a quarter, you can play for like a half an hour. But Galaga doesn't have the ball. No, no. that's a different one. My Galaga sister, has like, the, you move back and forth and they're coming towards you and you're like. Okay, but. okay. <laughs> awesome, awesome. The last one. All right, let's do one more. All right, let's go to the bottom. The bottom of the thing. Point. Oh, get out! Point Reyes. That's my old stomping ground. Get out! I was just talking about. I love Point Reyes, Northern California. So this is the Point Reyes. Well, that's bookstore. a that's an interesting thing that uh, new and used books because I think if bookstores are to survive, I think you have to have new and used. I think new bookstores, although it takes a long time to master the used book trade, people think, oh, I can figure it out, but you can't. It yeah. takes like ten years to figure out, but. If you have new and used books, you're sort of offering the best of both yeah. worlds. And, As um, at Manchester by the Book. Yeah, and I think new bookstores are, gonna, are trying to get into that more. And used bookstores, I think, tend to, should get more into uh, new books. Because there is something, I mean, when I'm like in a new bookstore, I'm always like, oh, great. Yeah. You know, it's sort of this current culture or whatever, and the classics and everything like that. But it's like, oh, that's it's sort of exciting. It is exciting. You know? No, I agree. Because sort of at the bookshop of Beverly Farms, you have that. You're like, ooh, this is all. And she does such a great job. I do like the blend. I like that you can, you pick up a book and you don't even know. You are able to create a better sort of assortment of things to be drawn to, I think, because you have both new and used. Yeah. You have to rely on yeah. it. But that must, I mean, um, that's interesting. I'm going to have to go. That, they, yeah. that requires a trip. Ugh. Okay, so Mark, all of this makes me want to ask you an important question that I can't believe I haven't asked you before, which is, are you going to get, can you guess my question? No. What is your favorite bookstore of all time? Yeah, uh, I mean, it has to be the Brattle Bookshop in Boston. Okay. Uh, Brattle Bookshop in Boston is just like, the thing is, they're so, they're old, they claim to be the oldest continuously run bookshop in America, good for them. There was an eyewitness. <laughs> but um, they just, the volume, the quality of books is like superb. Because Boston really is one of the book capitals of the world, if not the book capital of the world, because of Harvard, because of MIT, because of Boston University, because of lesser Boston College, because it's not that old. But like the Boston Brahmins was one of the great cultural epochs of the world. And it was all based on books and authors and everything like that. And so there is a reservoir of book culture in Boston that's like so ginormous and they're the last one standing and so they almost get it all oh. and so you go and uh, Ken Gloss who runs it sticks the old system where he just wants to blow it out he's just like churning it through and so every time you go there's like new things and everything's oh, cheap and it's just like such a joy uh, to go in all right it's just I just love it so do you know that I'm, as you know, I'm new to Massachusetts, so I have not been, and my next trip to Boston, which I'm hoping might be very soon, I'm going to go. But my, my and other one that I used to love was The Coop. Yeah. Growing up was my favorite bookstore of all time because it was so weird and interesting. And then they had like the remainder books for like a dollar. And as like a kid, I was like, wow, I can buy three books. Yeah. You know, and that was so great. And then they had the posters and then they had the old Harvard Square thing. 
but the Barnes Noble that took over the group that runs it now, that's a superb bookstore, and that's totally fun to go to, and it like, it feels like part of the square, because you're like, sort of like, different entrances, and you feel like, you know, oh, great, because when I go to Harvard Square, I'm usually going to like a movie, or I go to the Christmas Revels, or whatever, and I'm waiting. You know, I always schedule some time where I'm like waiting for it and I go into the coop and it's really fun. Nice. Okay, good. Well, always thrown in is something to do with Mark. There's always like the, the, the walk through your history of bookmarks is wonderful and now we have a couple places to visit. So thank you for sharing it all with us. Sure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidecar. To hear more Cape Ann stories like these, subscribe to the Sidecar podcast from thecricket.com on your favorite podcasting platform.